It's great to be here with you today on our podcast, His Heartbeat, a ministry of Crown of Beauty International, where your questions about life's challenges are explored through God's Word so He can renew and restore us in the truth of His love. His Heartbeat for you. Let's get started. Here's our host and good friend, Sue Coral. Hi, Sue. How are you doing? Doing great, Jeremy. Yeah, good to see you. Well, we have a question, and it's about conflict, avoiding conflict. Mm. So here it goes. Okay. I don't like conflict. I try to avoid it and talk myself out of it. Unfortunately, this isn't loving others well or myself. I tend to predict how someone will respond based on experience and or observation. And quite honestly, a lot of times, I don't want to deal with those responses or get hurt in the process. I do want to grow in this area. Are there any ways you suggest I can think about this or challenge myself? Yeah, well, let's face it, Jeremy. Very few people enjoy conflict. It's a normal response to want to avoid it. To want to avoid it at all costs, though, is a little more extreme. So we want to look at that today. I'll admit that I've met people that love a good debate. I think I'll be one of them. You're one of them? Okay, (laughs) well, maybe I'll avoid you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, the majority of us are quite content if everything's peaceful, happy in our relationships, right? But the reality is that, you know, at times people are going to be upset at us and we'll upset them as well and they'll upset us. So in this case, though, this person's pointing out that she doesn't want to continue to avoid conflicts because she knows it's healthier not to do that. That's right. And she says that she tries to talk herself out of it. Hmm. So it seems that there are situations with tension or friction that she's actively turning away from, not just avoiding. So what do you think that reveals about what she believes? Huh. Well, I think that goes back to thinking about what is she fearing? Mm -hmm. Because we most often avoid conflict due to fear. All right. And so we want to ask ourselves what will happen? What's the worst thing that could happen in this? And our greatest, most common fear is that we will lose the relationship. Right. Right. And so especially if this person, maybe that's your scenario, that you lost somebody that you loved very much in your past uh, due to conflict. And perhaps in school, your best friend ditched you when you said that you didn't agree with something. It could be that. It could be you saw your parents fighting and when your mom tried to help your dad and point out how he could do things better he shut down and so then that person will put up walls so that that won't happen to them who wants a person that we love to shut down on us completely and so they put up that protective wall saying i'm never going to create a conflict with somebody or i'll avoid it at all costs so that i won't get hurt again But unfortunately, Jeremy, that's emotional bondage. So my suggestion in this is first you pray. So when we experience this kind of potential conflict, you know, there's many things we can do. We can charge right into it 
without really thinking first what we're going to say. We can go into it just so overly cautious that they don't even know what we're trying to say, (laughs) you know, or in this case, the person avoids it, right? Mm -hmm. Or we can go into it in a healthy way, which we're going to talk about later in this podcast. But the first thing I say to do is to pray. Don't just run into it, okay? Mm -hmm. Even if it's right there in your face and you feel you need to, you can always still take time. You can always say, hey, you know, I'd love to talk more about this. Perhaps they initiated the conversation. I just need a little time to think about this. So if you have that, if they'll give you that, it's suggested. Because then you can ask the Lord, hey, what's going on here? Why am I so afraid to go into this conflict? And indeed, the Holy Spirit could often show you that there's some kind of fear. And then ask him, where is this coming from? Is this coming from a wound in my life, from my past? And if so, as the Spirit reveals that to you, really, when we pray, it's amazing. If we pray, we wait, we're silent a little, we often will have a memory come back. And then give that to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to heal your heart from that wound. Then pray and say, Lord, I reject the lie that every relationship that I go into is now unsafe if there's conflict involved. So that's a lie, right? Mm-hmm. It came from that vow when you were young. And so in Jesus' name, I reject the lie that I'm unsafe if I enter into a confrontation. That also is a lie about God because we aren't trusting that God's going to give us the words to say and to really protect us in that relationship. And if for some reason that person did shut down from us, God can still bring that comfort to us and help us to get through that time. And so I pray to shatter that protective wall. I even like to have a visual picture of that. Mm -hmm. I envision this wall between me and that other person. And as I pray, I just ask the Lord to just smash it. And sometimes I'll almost see like a sledgehammer or more like a rock with glass. He gives me even that picture sometimes. Either way, I'm just bringing that wall down and saying, God, give me courage. Because then you need courage, right? That wall was protecting you. But the problem is it's creating a bigger problem. And that is that you can't love people and move into deeper relationships the way that God really wants for you or has in store for you. And so it's very hard to enter into intimacy with people because that fear is a barrier. Does that make sense? Yeah, it -hmm. does. It's actually a great visual. And I think she must sense that wall and the barrier building and that's why she senses that she knows that it's not healthy to keep avoiding it's true right because the wall is building as she's trying to avoid you know confronting in love you know addressing things in love so that's a great visual 
Yeah. So also we can pray then that God will give us strength and he'll give us courage. He'll give us wisdom what to say. I can't think of the scripture reference right now, but Paul refers to that where he says that even God gives him the words to say. Mm -hmm. And he was in a kind of nerve wracking situation where people, the Corinthian church was not very nice to him to say the <laughs> least and saying pretty terrible things, but he trusted God and he went back into that relationship knowing that there'd be conflict, knowing that they might reject him again, but I need to love these people. That's what's most important, more than me protecting my, my heart, right? And so he stepped out in faith, trusting God to give him the words to say. And in fact, God did, and their relationship was restored. That's pretty amazing, yeah. I think, to know that when you're compelled by love and not by your self-protective agenda or you know whatever you may call it, that God will give you the words yeah. because you're aligned with God's will to love others right. through them. And you're bringing up a verse that I wanted to make sure I mention today, and that's from Ephesians 4.29. It's a really helpful tool to determine what we should or shouldn't say. So I'll read it, okay? Mm -hmm. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So I need to process if it's going to help the other person, what I'm about to say, if it's for their good, or if I'm just thinking about what's good for me. You know, it's not always the best to go into conflict for different reasons, but in this case, it's because the only reason the person was about to do it is because they were annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that person talks really loud and they have, I have a friend that I say they have bionic ears, <laughs> right? So I have to be careful the tone of my voice because it's irritating to her. But she confronted me in a very sweet, caring, loving way and saying, I have this thing about me and I hear it double the decibels that others hear. It just helps me if people try to talk a little softer, would that be okay? Mm -hmm. I could receive that, right? right? Because she wasn't slamming me and it was for her good, but she was doing it out of kindness to me so that she wouldn't keep getting irritated. Do you see the difference? Yeah, I do. I mean, she did the work to kind of sit with her, you know, whatever her issue may be to say, oh, it's me. I have sensitivity instead of just pointing fingers and pointing out, right. you know, something about you. So, yeah. So it's not that we disregard completely our own needs. Philippians 2, 3 and 4, we could think that at first, but if we read the verse four, we see something else. Okay, so it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. But it goes on in four and says, each of us should not only look to our own interests. So it's fine to know yourself, to know your own needs, but also look to the interests of others. But I do want to, you know, in general, be putting the other person before myself. And we know Jesus is like the perfect example of that. There, I do want to say, though, Jeremy, there is an exception to this. If someone's speaking to you or behaving in an abusive way, then you need to put up 
healthy boundaries to protect yourself. You can tell them that what they're saying or doing is offensive to you and that you will not continue to tolerate this. It's best, if possible, to walk away. Now, maybe you live with them. You can leave the room. You can even leave the house temporarily. Just to show them that I'm not going to tolerate these words or actions. But I do want to say to you listeners that if you are in an abusive relationship, that I strongly encourage you to go outside for help. Don't remain in that by yourself. If you're feeling unsure what your boundaries should be, a book that I love that's really helpful and sometimes I take, fact right now I'm taking a group through this book. Mm. It's called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. They also have a podcast I just discovered. <laughs> so if you'd like to listen more, go with that. And we'll put that in the show notes. So another helpful thing is to process what's actually bothering you about the person. If it's more of a personality trait in them, like I said that one about the volume, okay, or maybe this person is always late. You know, I encounter that sometimes. I lead a team. I no longer have this person team, but I did. She was late every time. And that frankly made it difficult for us to start our meeting on time. But I don't want to attack the person and who they are. Okay. So I can talk about their actions, but to say something like, you're so irresponsible, (laughs) you know, it's, it's unkind. And if that's what I'm thinking, and maybe it's something they can't change like we tease about this so I think I can say it my son actually teases because when he was young he would look across the table at his little sister and he'd just go you're just an irritating person I mean like don't say that why are you (laughs) saying that I don't know she just is sometimes we do that what we're looking at is actually a personality trait and it's not our responsibility to change a person's character. Even if it's our spouse, it's God's responsibility. What we can do is pray, to pray for that person, for God just to work in their heart and work out whatever that is, because perhaps that gets in the way with other relationships that they have. But again, ask the Lord, is this a character trait? Sometimes the conflict is about an issue or circumstances, but sometimes it is about the person. And when I think about it, oftentimes the person has triggered something in me that Mm -hmm. God wants to reveal and show. Right. And so we've somewhat touched on this. That's where we want to step back, ask God, what is this triggering? We've, We've looked at different things, triggering fear, things from my past. Maybe the way that I was raised is different. You know, you have all these things. So another consideration can be that what we're really struggling with is a cultural difference or even a difference in our families in how we were raised. So for example, I travel a lot around the world and I've lived in Asia. I travel to Africa and people are very relationship oriented, not time oriented. So you're back here in the U.S., we have those cultures here in the U.S., or maybe it's our families were more that way, not Mm time-oriented. And it'd be easy if I am time-oriented to say, wow, they're so selfish. 
or they don't care about anybody but themselves. But again, that's a judgment, right, on their character. So I need to consider what's their cultural background, what's their family background. If I don't know, that would be a good thing to bring up when we are having that conversation and to learn first about what is their background. So the time versus relationship orientation, I just wanna find out more about them. And then I realize that they're actually just being thoughtful of the person that they just came from, not that they don't care about me. Right, that cultural and family culture difference is so significant. Mm -hmm. We see that in marriages all the time. We bring different norms from our families of origin into the relationship and interpret people's action through that lens. Right. So there's a lot of misunderstanding sometimes. And to understand that, I think, is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Sue, do you have any practical advice how to address these conflicts in a way that they don't stuff their emotions and to have open communication? Yeah, that's great. First, I want to let the person know that what I really want is to understand them better. So one way to do that is start out on a positive. Like, Jeremy, what I love about you is that you're so caring. Every time you come to my house, you bring a bag of coffee or some kind of gift. Thank you so much. I really admire that in you. But I do see, like, we have some differences for sure. I'm terrible about bringing gifts. But I also see that I don't know your cultural background completely. I don't know your family background completely. And there's something that I'd really just like to understand that maybe there's a difference about time with us and I don't know how your family was growing up or were they always super on time or early or late or how was that so you would ask a question like that and just showing that you want to understand them better but they're kind of getting a hint anyway (laughs) at this point that there's a time issue so you listen and you listen to what they say and then you compare it back so what I hear you saying is and you repeat it so they know that you're understanding and then you share your need I know that you certainly don't want to hurt me sometimes I get hurt by that so hearing what you're sharing is helping me but what would really help me in the future is if you could call me if you're going to be late or I don't know what Mm. would help you because I need to start the meeting on time is there anything that I could do to help you with that so in doing that you're really showing that you care that you want to help that you sought to understand them. You're not blaming them. You're not accusing them. You're not saying anything against their character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, it does. So let me sum it up like this. I once saw in kind of a formula, and it's not a formula, but it's the ideas behind this become natural. And so you start out on a positive note, appreciating them, but then you do share honestly, when you did or you said this, and you just state the fact, you don't make a judgment about it. I felt this, and you don't say, I felt disrespected. You know, you could just say, I felt frustrated, or you could say, I felt disrespected. But then you follow it with, I know you did not mean that. I know that you did not mean to hurt me. So it would help me in the future if you could work to do or say something in a different way. So help me to understand 
what would help you in this situation. But along in between that, you're listening to their response, you're you're hearing them, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of that formula. When you said this, I felt this, I know you didn't mean to hurt me. It would help me in the future if you could do this and help me understand how I can help you. But again, you fill in in between listening. Right. Right. Does that seem helpful? Yeah, that is a great advice and kind of um, step-by-step what to follow. Yeah, that's some of my advice for today. And I just want to say that if you desire to have close relationships with others, it really is imperative that you have an open, honest communication. Because if you stuff your hurts, you mentioned this, Jeremy, but and frustrations, that's only going to drive you further and further away from that person and other people that you're doing that with. Not only that, but the community around you is going to be sensitive. They're going to feel that friction. It can cause the whole family or the whole office to be not at ease and to feel uncomfortable and affect really other relationships as well. So I hope that you've seen today why it's important to not avoid conflict, but also you first need to step back, pray, look at your heart, see where that's coming from, what's the fear involved, or why are you avoiding that? Is there things from your past? Get that healing from the Holy Spirit. Reject any lies that are going on in that, like I'm unsafe or whatever it is, and ask the Lord to give you courage. Step into that relationship and show that you're seeking understanding and you're listening, but suggest what would help you and what can you do to help them. So that's kind of summarizing the day. Is that that helpful? that is. And I think she's already taken that first step of acknowledging that this is is not healthy and her desires there, as you mentioned. And so the next step is to ask God, ask Jesus to just reveal things in her and compelled by love, approach that person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's such a common relational issue that Mm -hmm. we talked about today. I can just think of so many others. And so if you, our listeners, think of any other situation you would like to be addressed in our podcast, email us. This talk is reminding me of my past conflict with my father with faith issues when I first became a believer. I wonder if I could have handled it better. Okay, but that's a big question. Like, what do you do if your family members are really upset that you are now a Christian? And that's something that we could deal with on a later podcast. So listeners, let us know. Is that something that you want to learn about or hear my perspective and or share your perspective? Please write in your thoughts on that. We would love to hear from you. Great. Thanks, Sue. All right. Yeah, take care, y'all. Thank you for being a part of our community and tuning in. We would love to hear from you. Submit your own questions or comment on today's episode on the Crown of Beauty International Facebook group or email us at crownofbeautyinternational@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Push that subscribe button and leave us a review. Come back next Thursday as we go deeper into his heartbeat.